Everybody, welcome into Speak. It's about to be a great NFL Wednesday. Wednesday, is it? Wednesday. 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 A phenomenal NFL Wednesday. This is Speak. That is Dave Hellman, the brilliant Joy Taylor to my left and Philadelphia Eagles all-time rushing. Well, Dave Why Hellman. excited every time? No, no, that's the Dave Hellman smile. <laughs> I know what he's doing, that is the Dave Hellman smile. It is all smiles on set, but it is not smiles for Lamar Jackson. The most intriguing story in sports that you need to be made aware of. Lamar Jackson has missed his 38th practice. The star quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens is now on track to miss his sixth straight game. And as I sit here and think about this huge story, I remember Lamar has mishandled this entire situation. Kyler Murray got paid. Russell Wilson got paid. Derek Carr got paid again. Matthew Stafford got paid. Aaron Rodgers got paid. Josh Allen has been paid. Patrick Mahomes paid. Lamar Jackson not paid. What does Lamar Jackson not have that all of these other quarterbacks who individually have not all been better than him have? He ain't got an agent. Before the season, Lamar Jackson had $150, $130, $200 million in flux. It was in the air for him to grab. But he didn't grab it in large part because the Baltimore Ravens were on one side and Lamar Jackson was on another side. But Lamar, with $200 million up for grabs, how can you go to the table without an agent who has negotiated a second contract? How? He's mishandled this situation because in, as an NFL player, you have to take into account you will likely get hurt. There's a 100% injury ratio in the National Football League. So, Lamar Jackson, you've already been hurt. You were hurt last season. But now you have no long-term money. You're making less money than Ryan Tannehill, and you're hurt again. This whole situation to me is frustrating because Lamar Jackson's a unanimous MVP, first time in NFL history. Unanimous MVP deserves unanimous MVP money. A unanimous MVP deserves unanimous MVP comfort. A unanimous MVP deserves unanimous MVP commitment, but he has none of that. He ain't got unanimous MVP money. He ain't got unanimous MVP comfort. He ain't got unanimous MVP commitment. Why? In large part, because he ain't got an agent. So I think Lamar Jackson, LaShawn McCoy, has mishandled the entirety of this situation. And now as he's about to miss his sixth straight game, I think the Ravens aren't happy with it. Where do you stand with Lamar Jackson and how he's handled all of this? Well, I disagree with you. This week, I would disagree with everything you've been saying. That's rare. We always usually... We go back. But not today. Not today, I'm not. First of all, with Lamar Jackson, he has an agent. Mama Jackson's his agent. That's, that's his agent. And football, especially with the contracts, everything is slotted. So the problem is with the Ravens is, when we come to the table to give me a contract, we can't start with Kyler Murray. No, 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 no. I don't care if the agent is Drew Rosenhaus. By the way, he signed a lot of contracts for me. <laughs> or it's your mom, if it's Mrs. McCoy. When you come for a, a, a contract negotiation, you need to start with, with Deshaun Watson. Oh, he had 230? I need 230. Or something close to that. You, you can't start a conversation with Kyler Murray. I'm not that type of player. And the reason why I picked Deshaun Watson, who I think he's also better than, he's at the top of the market. Let's start with the top of the market quarterback, and then let's work our way up. That's how it always happens. That's how it always works. Josh Allens, Patrick Mahomes. Um, you talked about um, um, Russell Aaron Rodgers. Cars, all it it jumps over everybody. That's, what, that's how it works. So, yeah, I, I think that he handled it the right way. First of all, injuries is part of the game. Mm-hmm. Every quarterback that you sat there and named, they've been hurt before. And they're going to get hurt in the future. That's just how the game works. But paying your best player on your team, your most viable player on your team, the only MVP you've ever had, you got to pay him. Well, however it works. The, the, the only thing I, I, I think that, the, um, that Lamar Jackson regrets is being a nice guy. Mm-hmm. No other player in history would, would do that. You know what? I, I made a promise to my teammates, so I'm going to go to the training camps. I, I don't have a contract yet. Nope. But I'm still going to practice. I didn't get a contract yet. I'm still going to play. He played the whole year out. For his, for his teammates, for the ownership, for the franchise, for the city, for Baltimore. And this is the type of love I get? No, 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 no. If you hurt Action Jackson, don't play. Make sure that money's right before you play again. And next year, don't be no nice guy. Don't come to no OTAs. Don't come to mini camps. Aaron Rodgers got paid $50 million a year, and he still yeah. didn't come. So, look, don't come to nothing until they get that money right. But don't you think that is in part than Shady Lamar mishandling it? Because I know of players that were way lesser than Lamar Jackson. Michael Kendricks, my former teammate, your former teammate, okay, okay. he started at linebacker over me. He was in a contract negotiation, and even Kendricks didn't practice as a starting linebacker. Lamar Jackson is a unanimous MVP. Don't you think that in and of itself is mishandling the situation? Two different players because, one, my, uh, um, 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 Kendricks Mike, is yep. like, you know, Mike Kendricks is like, he's a good player, right? But he ain't Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. right? He was a good player for the, for, for the Eagles, but he wasn't the best player on the team. This is, this is, this is the team. 
if you look at the, the, the stats from, I don't mean, whatever it is, from scoring, yep. they go from being average almost 30 points a game to their well, last yep. 12 points a game. Yep. You, you go from winning games, Lamar's with 46 and 16 mm-hmm. as a winner, to now, I mean, you're struggling. So there's, there's a difference of player, like, even with Patrick Mahomes, Brett Veach is the uh, general manager of the, the Chiefs, yep. who I'm super tight with, right? Him and Andy Reid obviously runs the show, but they work together. There was no question. We got to make Patrick Mahomes the highest paid guy. Mm-hmm. However you want to slice it. If it's 10 years, if it's three years, whatever it is, we got to make sure we take care of our player because he's our best player. The same thing with Lamar Jackson. It should have been this much negotiations. This is what you want. This is what you're going to get. Joy, where do you stand? Has Lamar Jackson mishandled this situation? Uh, I think the Ravens have mishandled <clears throat> this situation. It's okay. Uh, Dollar sickness. <laughs> 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 it's like all in my chest. Sorry about that. <clears throat> <clears throat> Can we get some tea? <laughs> oh, I think the Ravens have mishandled the situation. I, I don't think Lamar has done it wrong. I would agree with Shady that the <clears throat> one part that he could have done that would maybe have solved the situation is, is be the bad guy. And I don't even really look at it as being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you got to pay me my money. That's a good point. That's Where good point. is my money? I don't think the Ravens or anyone else, any of these owners, are going to pay that Deshaun Watson contract. And particularly this owner, because he came out and said, I don't like that contract. You're doing it. Now, if you're Lamar, you can look at this situation and, and the money that was reportedly offered, which was $133 million fully guaranteed at signing, as we discussed in the, in the prep meeting today. These guarantees are a little funny. Yeah, it's a little bit of funny money, but that money is fully guaranteed. Right. So if he gets franchise tag next year and the year after that, he's going to get $100 million guaranteed just off the franchise side. Yeah. And then he would get another deal somewhere else where he would make at least $33 million guaranteed over the course of that deal. So he's not losing any money by not having this contract. When you sign a guy like Lamar Jackson, when you sign a franchise quarterback, you want to negotiate in a way that doesn't hurt you to, to bring in other players. Mm. Patrick Mahomes' contract is enormous, right? It's yeah. this overwhelming contract. But it's actually a very team-friendly contract. Because he is. knows he's going to be there. Yep. And they got it done easily. It's like I said last week. I don't have sympathy for organizations who don't plan for this. You should want to pay a franchise quarterback. That means you got your guy. Yep. That means this is the one most important position that we don't have to worry about. And if you get it done early and you do it right, then you actually do have some flexibility. But they tried, no? Because you, you mentioned right before the show they did offer Lamar Jackson $133 million guaranteed. Like they <laughs> tried to get it done. Right. But, like, there's levels to trying also. Yeah, 130? You can't, you can't start there when the market is 230, even, if the, mar- even right. if the set market is an outlier and isn't reasonable. You're going to have to come a little higher than that. A lot higher. They try to be disrespectful, what it sounds like to me. What, I, I think my question, what, what would you, seriously, what would you have preferred Lamar Jackson have done? Like, great, great question. What did he do? <laughs> you got to kick wrong. up dust. I think the very first thing he did wrong was go to practice in August. Let's go all the way back. Russell Wilson got paid by the Denver Broncos. Yep. What did Russell Wilson been doing for two years? He yeah. leaked teams that he wanted to go to yeah. while yeah. he was a part of the Seahawks. Yeah. You won a Super Bowl to, with the Seattle, went to two, and he's telling you all the four teams he wants to go to? What did Aaron Rodgers do? Aaron Rodgers got paid historical money. Aaron Rodgers starts hosting another show on other networks, talking about, I might go host Jeopardy. What did Kyler Murray do? Kyler Murray got paid. He removed all of the Arizona Cardinals Association from the social media. It's either you shoot them or they will shoot you. What happened to Derek Carr? Derek Carr, who has weathered the storm for the Raiders for the last eight-plus years, they didn't even want to play him the last two games of the season in the event he got hurt. Mind you, Derek Carr has played 15-plus games the entirety of his career. But in the event you get hurt, Derek Carr, we don't want to have to pay you $40 million. In the event you do something that you never do, we don't even want to pay you. So they're going to get you if you don't get them. And that's where the Ravens are now, Dave. Okay, I, th- I can push back on a couple things there. Number, number one, all those guys got paid. They also burned through a ton of goodwill. Like the like Aaron like Packers fans and the Packers organization have to be exhausted by the Aaron Rodgers saga over the last couple of years. Kyler Murray, that speaks for itself. Now on the flip side of that, Derek Carr, number one, Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback than Derek Ten Carr. Times that, yeah, we all course, agree there. Of course, of course. The Raiders course. are also a mess. They're a dysfunctional organization. We Joy, Joy illustrates it so perfectly every time it comes up. <laughs> now look at Baltimore. Baltimore is one of the most stable organizations in this entire league. They've been around for, what, maybe 30 years. They've won two Super Bowls. They're regulars in the playoffs. They did a peaceful transition 
mm-hmm. from Ozzie Newsom to the next regime. Like, this is, a, this is a picture of stability. Then I have a question for you. How can we question one of the most stable organizations in football for a decision that they're making? The Ravens are one of the most stable organizations in football. We would all unanimously agree on that because of what they do. So then how in the world can we question what they're doing? That's why I'm not. I think the Ravens are fair with what they've been doing because they've always acted correctly. So why would I now question that? But there does come a point where you, you do have to take the next step. Like having a winning organization and getting to the playoffs or all that stuff, that's nice. But then there's a next step that you have to reach. Like you can play it safe and be stable, and you, do, you should get credit for that. Sure. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you've got you to gotta push all the chips in and make it happen. And on top of that, I think I would argue the Ravens are really used to having leverage. Like, who are the stars Mm. of the Ravens organization? Defenders? Yep. And then Joe Flacco, who they only paid when he took them to the promised land. Like, who's who's the big offensive star in recent Baltimore history? And Ray Lewis, not only is Ray Lewis a defender, he was unquestionably the best at what he did. The only star would have to be, yeah, it's it's, it's Flacco, but really it's Ray Rice before the off-the-field incident. Flacco took that deal so fast. You want to give me what? I would argue, (laughs) So don't don't get crazy. The Ravens have never been in a position with A – a very, very talented, very, very accomplished quarterback that everyone would kill to have and would set the market, but also B, he is not in that Patrick Mahomes category where it's like, you've already won the chip, we don't, we have no questions, right? The Ravens have never been in this position. Shady, let me come to you. Dave said something, and before we take it to break, he said something that I don't agree with. I wonder where you stand on it. He said that Lamar Jackson would have burned through good fortune. I don't think yeah. players have the luxury of caring about good fortune because, truth be told, the NFL and NFL organizations, and Shady can attest to this firsthand yeah. based on where he was drafted and how things went on the start of his career, they don't care about you like that. Mm. So where do you stand in regards to Lamar what? Jackson and good fortune had he been a bad guy? Yeah, I was with everything you were saying, and then when you said that, I seen his face. And, and that face is more just from the, the player perspective of they really don't care about us, right? So sure. you got to go out there and get your money. Even when I seen L- Lamar Jackson doing that, like, I'm going to go out here and I'm, I'm going to play with my, my teammates. You know, I'm going to leave the contract alone. We'll take care of it. I was like, whoa, because we've never seen that. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there and get your money because they always want to pick at stuff. Oh, this. Oh, that. You know, and, and trying ways not to pay you. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. You got to do whatever it takes to go out there and get your money. And I hope right now he's doing so. We know Lamar Jackson has missed 38 straight games. They have a huge playoff game this weekend versus Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar Jackson, they are reporting he will likely not play in that, but we are watching 10 Be safe. Be safe. Coming up, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, both playing in their first playoff games. Which quarterback do we have more confidence in? Crazy thing, one will come out a winner. It's going to be huge either way. That's next on Speak. You know what? We need a cough button. (laughs) Yes, we need a cough button. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Trevor Lawrence, a young star quarterback, facing another young star in Justin Herbert. They are both making their playoff debut Saturday night. I cannot wait for this one. Jags hosting the Chargers. Yahoo wrote, it looks like they'll be the face of the league for a long time in the future. The Chargers favored by two and a half points, according to Fox Best Sports Book. This will likely be the most competitive game of the weekend. We know the Vikings-Giants will be another competitive game. Cowboys come Monday will be a competitive game. But this game will likely be the most competitive of them all. The spread, it's about as marginal as it can be. Joy, where do you stand? Are you more confident in Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert? Brace yourselves, Bolt Nation. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Justin Herbert. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that the gap in numbers is as wide. As, well, no, the gap in numbers isn't as, as wide as I think it is. No, it's not wide. But I'm going to go with Justin Herbert because he's been playing at a high level for longer. He just has more experience, in the, and I realize they're both playing in their first playoff game, but he has more experience playing in the NFL at a high level. And this is really, especially as of late, the first time that we've seen Trevor Lawrence have any kind of emergence in the mm-hmm. NFL. So I, I'm going to put my confident in, confidence in Justin Herbert in this game. 
I do think this is going to be the most competitive game of the weekend, though. Cannot argue that this – there's no wrong answer to this question. Justin Herbert has been playing at a high level for longer, and it is finally translating to wins. I'm more confident in Trevor Lawrence because I think we're currently witnessing the emergence of greatness. Trevor Lawrence last year, we know his performances were abysmal. He led the league in interceptions with 17. But this year, since week nine, Trevor Lawrence, 15 touchdowns. Two interceptions. And really the secret sauce for Trevor Lawrence is that man at head coach, Doug Peterson, one of the best offensive minds in football, a coach who empowers yeah. his players. Remember that Super Bowl against the Patriots, Tom Brady on the other sideline, Nick Foles, the quarterback for the Eagles, who had been shipped off and come back to the Eagles, tells Doug Peterson what play he wants to run. That's right. That ends up being the most famous play of that game. Yeah. Hey, coach, you want to run Philly Philly? Yeah, let's run Philly Philly. Doug Peterson will empower Trevor Lawrence, and Doug Peterson does a phenomenal job either attacking scheme or attacking personnel. Because of Doug Peterson being coupled with Trevor Lawrence, I think Trevor will have a better game. Shady, I think Trevor will be the better quarterback on the field that day, mainly because he has a secret weapon. In yeah, that, that Philly special was crazy. I'll give you that. <laughs> but before I answer this question, my young brother... <clears throat> If one football, right, who you trust with that football and whose hands? Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert? Trevor Lawrence is safer with that football, so Trevor Lawrence. Really? Yes, sir. Okay. And you, and you think he would do more with that ball than Herbert? He it would is, do a better job. Okay. So, so, so I feel way more comfortable with Justin Herbert. Okay. I truly do. I think he's a better quarterback. I think he's, I mean, he's better on every level. Fundamentals, arm strength, what? talent. Wait, what? What? Am I tripping here? Uh, I don't, a little bit. I don't, Herbert's better. I don't disagree with anything he said. Wait, Herbert, the number ten for the, the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, he's better than he's better than Trevor Lawrence on every scale that you can think about. He can play on any system, any scheme. I like Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is getting better and better, and that's what you want from a young quarterback. But he's playing well in the scheme, right? And then I, I feel like when they when they shut the run game down, right? He struggles at times. I mean, the last game against the Titans, he struggled. He missed a lot of wide open passes. He did. And then when you break down the tape. With my eyes, he's playing well in the scheme, would you say? Justin scheme. No. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> so I want to go with a guy who has better supporting cast, better offensive weapons. Uh, and then they're finally getting healthy. All right? They're they getting them, 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 them guys on defense rolling again. I think the, I think the Chargers get up um, early in the game, get some points, and let them pass rushers go. I, it was a little disrespectful, Dave Hellman, and you co-signed. No, I, I like it. I disrespect. Not I like Trevor, but I'm saying Trevor's not. No, what is disrespectful? Saying somebody's better than somebody else doesn't have to be. Different. No, yeah, but like, Trevor's nice. But... Justin Herbert is better than Trevor Lawrence on every level. I mean, remember how we talked about Trevor Lawrence. Remember Trevor Lawrence's prototypes are just as prototypical as Justin Herbert's. What? Remember Trevor Lawrence was the most generational quarterback in, co ever... in college. No, by scouts coming into the NFL. Oh, well, I, I don't believe in what scouts say. They told me that he's supposed to be the, the best we've seen since Peyton Manning. That's what they said. And in his second year, like Peyton Manning and Peyton's second yeah. year, he went to the playoffs. Different, 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 different talent levels. Look, Trevor Lawrence is awesome, and he was widely regarded as the number one overall pick. People said he was. I think uh, what not safe sounds bad, but like he was a safe prospect in the sense that there were just very few holes in his game. But like Justin Herbert's got a better arm than Trevor Lawrence does. Duh. I mean, like I don't know. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are like the only guys that can hang with Justin Herbert when it comes to arm strength. Justin Herbert has the. You numbers. realize there's more to an arm than just strength, right? Let, 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 let my man finish. Let my man finish. More to an arm than just. If we want to do a competition, whether it's distance, velocity, the different does types accuracy of matter? angles does you get. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think yeah. I because Demarcus Russell had the strongest arm. I would take team. Justin Herbert's deep ball. You see those dots he got. Jesus Christ. I'm, the Go man, the, I'm, I don't know how that is the thing yeah. that you're arguing. Like, the one thing everyone can agree on about Justin Herbert is that he's got a cannon for an arm. Regardless. Right. Look, this, it, it's tough to say, and I want to speak for Jags fans everywhere because I can hear you screaming that y'all already beat the Chargers 38-10 to 10 this season. Like, that did happen. Yeah, that's cool. I still feel more confident in Justin Herbert. He's further along as a quarterback. Uh, he's he's getting healthier. I think that's important. They need Mike Williams to play in this game. Like mm -hmm. the difference, yeah, the yeah. difference between when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have been available for Justin Herbert is stark. So I think that's part of it. But I also I just I think like I said I think Justin Herbert's further along. Like this is you could even argue, and people don't want to hear this because Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick. But you could argue the Jags are ahead of schedule. Like they picked number one in last year's draft, even after mm, having drafted Trevor right, Lawrence. Right, like yeah. they're ahead of schedule. They should feel great about where they are. For the Chargers, I feel like this is a more veteran team. You got obviously you've got Herbert and those receivers, but you've also got 
Joey Bosa coming back. You still have Khalil Mack. Derwin James is an all-pro caliber player. Like, this is a team full of vets that are ready to win. You looking at me. I'm, I'm confused okay. by a lot of people at the table. Not Joy so much so, but mainly by Dave and by Shady. Uh-oh. I feel like y'all are speaking based upon, like, what you heard, not based upon what's happened. Because mean? Trevor Lawrence, he does have himself that one three-touchdown game this year. But you realize, excuse me, Justin Herbert has himself that one three-touchdown game this year. You realize Trevor Lawrence just gave you a four-touchdown game and then a three-touchdown game and then another three-touchdown game. Like, y'all realize Trevor Lawrence has 15 tugs and two picks mm-hmm. since week nine. So, to sit here and act as though, like, Justin Herbert, even this yeah. year, has been the better quarterback, it's just a blatant lie. Trevor Lawrence statistically has been better. Do you Trevor want to see Lawrence. the statistics? Because we have them. Show we them. have them. Show them. Like, one guy. I mean, it's probably not going to help my argument, but. I'm just, I'm just. Show the story. Sure. So, do we have these? When you watch tape, you, you feel like that? When I watch tape, when I you watch feel tape, like, you feel like that? I feel like Trevor Lawrence just does just as much with less. I mean, and my, that's, that's very, they're identical. You're over here acting like there's some crazy discrepancy. There isn't, but that's, I'm saying, based on this year. I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence, and I'm like, wait a second. He's hotter right now. I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence. He's safer with the ball. I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence. He's more efficient given the fact that he's safer with the ball and he's hotter right now. But as an offense, they're limited because of that, right? If you look at the way they play, they're very conservative. If, at, out of 32 teams, every team would take Herbert first immediately. You could do so much more with him. Look at all, look at all the times we, we watch all these crazy accurate dot passes he throws. Every week. I've never seen Trevor Lawrence, lots of guys wide open. It's all gimmicks. And, I, and, I, and I'm not going to diss that because that, whatever your offense is, you, you got to execute you it as it. best course, as possible. But if you watch to... it, it's so much of screens, it's so much of runs, it's like misdirections. I mean, I'm not, I'm not hating on that, but he's getting better, and I like that. As long as you get better and better, I'm just saying he's up against a different animal when it comes to quarterbacks. Interceptions and fumbles combined, I believe Herbert has fewer turnovers than Lawrence. Just throwing Lawrence that out Lawrence does there. have five fumbles Just on the throwing season. throwing that out I'm there. not going to sit there and lie. Joy, when, you, when it comes down to this game, obviously this right. is huge right. for both quarterbacks. Justin Herbert could win his first playoff game. Trevor Lawrence could win his first playoff game. When you think about the pressure that is on both of these young quarterbacks, because they do both desperately, it would help them to win. They don't both need to win, but it would help them to win. Who do you think is facing or feeling more of the pressure right now? Is it Herbert or Lawrence? Yeah, the pressure should be on Herbert. He's been in the league longer. Mm. He's 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 been around longer. He's been decorate more decorated. He has a ton of weapons. He has a better team overall around him. They're they're in the more pressure situation. I agree with Dave. I think Jacksonville's ahead of schedule, and they should feel great about that. They should feel great about Trevor Lawrence's development. I think the Chargers should win this game. I think it'll be very competitive, but yeah. I expect the Chargers to win. I think everyone expects the Chargers to win, and most people feel that Herbert favorite. is the better is the better quarterback. Now, obviously, they don't play each other. They're playing each other's defenses, so that's how it's going to end up. I, I, but I will think – I think it will come down to who's going to make a play. It's going to be one of those games. And if I have to ha- put confidence in one quarterback or the other, it's got to be Justin Herbert because he has more experience. Like, this yeah. is what the playoffs come down to. And I'll, I'll I can't ignore I'll that learn. the Chargers are overall top to bottom, have more talent and more veteran talent than Jacksonville does. I don't think that – that I think because it's Jacksonville and we're still trying to erase what happened last year with Trevor Lawrence – that we haven't quite caught up to what Trevor Lawrence has been the past mm-hmm. few weeks. Like sometimes we do that. We be just good. we can't move on. It happened to Jalen Hurts this year. Everyone still had the memory of what Jalen Hurts was last year, and they hadn't updated the tape <laughs> to what he's been this year. So that does happen. But there's there's no question there's more pressure on, on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. For the record, I'm picking the Jags, so I hope you pick the Chargers. I need oh. to go up on you. And <laughs> I'm going the better quarterback. <laughs> I am too. Coming up, oh. the Cowboys playoff hopes start against the Bucks. So, speaking of pressure, Dak Prescott, $160 million. Mike McCarthy, he's won a Super Bowl. Who in the world has more pressure on them in this game, the quarterback or the coach? Either way, it's a lot on. That's next. Speak. Let Dave go first. You got it. Cowboys on the road Monday night against the Bucks. The playoffs are finally here, America. Dak Prescott, he had a rocky start last week and is tied for the league lead in interceptions. His head coach, Mike McCarthy, has Dallas in the playoffs for the second straight season. But Dak, Mike, together, still looking for their first playoff win as a unit. Remember, Dak Prescott won in three in the playoffs. Mike McCarthy hasn't won a playoff game. Say the way you left. <laughs> It's my favorite segment of the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't wait. No, go, go. Wait, wait, no, 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 I'm injured. Why can't you wait? He knows why. 
I'm, I'm, ba- I'm, I'm baffled. I'm confused. Now you funny you talk about Dak has a rocky start. It's like he always has a rocky start. Pick six. Actually, I was going to say he had a rocky game. Every he had a rocky, he he had a rocky, rocky game. Every I was being kind. Dave Hellman, you might not be as kind. You covered the Dallas Cowboys for 10 years. You know this team as well as anybody. Who's under more pressure, Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy on Monday? I mean, obviously the answer can be both. I'm not trying to say somebody doesn't have pressure, but I I think it's Mike McCarthy, and I don't think it's that close because at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy is the one whose job is potentially on the line. Mike McCarthy is the guy that is easy to get rid of. On top of that, this is two years in a row. Let's, Let's say they lose. This would be two years in a row. They win 12 games. Like 12 wins for me is like the mark of a contender. Like you can't, it's hard to win. Maybe you get into the playoffs with nine, 10 wins. If you win 12 games, you're good. You're good. You should be. Mm-hmm. And so two seasons of 12 wins and you can't get over the first hump in a postseason that involves three, if not four playoff wins. What does that say? And, and then it becomes a trend. Not only, so not only could your, could the owner potentially be mad at you, could potentially think you're not the guy, but what does that say to your team? Like, at what point does doubt start to creep in? Or even halfway through next season, it's like, yeah, we're 6-1, and one, but what does that mean if we, you know, we've lost two wildcard games in a row? At the end of the day, like, what's, what's going to happen to Dak Prescott if they lose this game? Is he going oh, to catch hell? Are people going to be mean to him on TV? He, that already happens. Are people going to say he can't win the big game? That already happens. Like, what is going to happen to Dak other than what he's already used to? And they can't cut him. I guess they could trade him, but moving a $40 million quarterback is hard as hell to do. Dak's going to be fine. Mike McCarthy is the one with more stuff to worry about. Don't you think, Joy, as we come to you, don't you think, Dave, there will be a cementing of Dak's legacy, at least in the here and now? If he goes one and four in the playoffs, the cap on how Dak will be remembered will be very shallow. Think about Tony Romo. I watched Tony Romo because I grew up in Dallas, Texas. So I watched Troy Aikman. I watched me some Quincy Carter. I watched Drew Henson. And then I watched me some Tony Romo. I think I watched Vinny Testaverde, too, in there somewhere. If Dak Prescott goes one and four, don't you think there will be a, a Cap is like, okay, he was good for us, but he surely wasn't great. Well, I mean, his career doesn't end when this game is over. Mm-mm. Like, that's, I mean, again, he's under contract for multiple more years. The very earliest they could get away from him is after next year. So, yeah, like, people are going to be down on him. He's going to catch hell. The vast majority of Cowboy fans and probably NFL fans are going to be out on him as any sort of significant quarterback. But he has the chance to prove them wrong. Dak Prescott's not 30 yet. I think the difference between him and Tony Romo, Tony Romo came into the starting role as a much older player. Like, he was in his prime when he got the job. <laughs> and then by the time he kind of got that reputation as a guy that can't win the big one, he was already getting on the wrong side of his 30s. Dak Prescott isn't 30 yet. That's what happens when you take over <clears> the starting <throat> job as a rookie. So, yeah, it'll be bad. And for people like me who think he's a good quarterback, it'll be a rough offseason. <laughs> But he's going to be fine in the long run, and he'll have plenty more opportunities to prove that that's not who he is. Joy, where do you stand? More pressure, Dak or McCarthy? I mean, as far as who's going to lose their job goes, it's obviously McCarthy because you can't fire Dak Prescott. But I wouldn't go as far as to say that there's more pressure on him because how the game goes will determine that. If the Cowboys look a mess, if they're giving up penalties, if there's multiple fumbles, if they look terrible, which I don't anticipate that they will, but – Entirely possible. It is the Cowboys. the Cowboys. <laughs> if they look terrible, then I think it will be on Mike McCarthy. But if Dak looks terrible, that's not going to be on Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. That I don't believe. Because as a whole, this year, the Cowboys have been good. They are 12-4. and four. They are in the playoffs. They were in contention for the division in the last week of the season. And they went 4-1 and one without Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy did. Mm-hmm. Dak had nothing to do with that. So I think you can look at the Cowboys and Dak's you know, turnover struggles or games that he's been bad in this season and separate that from Mike McCarthy as being the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, of course, this is assuming that we're having a rational conversation about the Dallas Cowboys, which never happens. So I'm, the next one will I'm, be the first I'm spinning one. a fantasy right now. <laughs> right. But you can, I think you can separate the two situations. So from that perspective, I think it is on Dak. I disagree with you. If Dak looks bad in this game, if he has multiple turnovers and they end up losing to, let's be honest, even though it's Tom Brady, an inferior opponent. A middling Bucks The Bucks team, are yeah. not as good as the Cowboys. They haven't been all season <clears throat> long. The only reason anybody has any faith in this, in the Cowboys, uh, or, or in the Bucks in this game is because the Cowboys. Are the choke. Cowboys. Yes, yeah. and yep. it's Tom yeah. Brady. So from that perspective, I think things could go badly for Dak if he ends up looking terrible. Like, that next, this next season for him, 
It will, there will be questions about the Cowboys possibly moving on if he looks sure. bad in this game. LaShawn McCoy, I hear you highlighting something profusely. <laughs> I'm curious as to what it is. That, 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 that. It's Dak Prescott. <clears throat> Jason Garrett, right? He was there for 10 seasons? Uh, nine, yeah, nine or 10. Three, three playoff wins? No, that, not that many, no. He had one, two. Oh, three playoff appearances. Yeah, right? He's been there three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know something like that. Yeah. And they kept him, right? Mm-hmm. So... I would say the pressure has to be on Dak. If we watch this game, because they show you a coach that played there for a long time, wasn't getting to the playoffs, but they kept him around, right? And granted, uh, McCarthy, he, he actually won a Super Bowl. He's been there. Right. So let's say he doesn't get to the, to, to the playoffs, I don't know, 10 years, right? Same as, as, uh, as Garrett. It's Dak Prescott because the way he's been playing, it all rides on him. It really does. Like, for you to only play 12 games, you lead the league in interceptions, Right. This guy has, what, three pick six in the last four games. It's a throw a pick six, right? It's like you have to have, like, a terrible read. Because normally you throw a pick and somebody's there to tackle him. You must have a bad read. So my thing with that, Prescott, is this. You said that he has two years left on his contract? Basically, a year and a half or a yeah. year and a half. Yeah. And we see this all the time, right? You play bad in the playoffs. Okay, now the, the, the coaches, we're looking for his replacement. Now, he has a money gap, so we can't get rid of him that year. But your replacement's in their mind, right? They get the replacement. As the year goes on, he sits. That next year, they get, they get rid of him. It happens all the time. So if Dak Prescott goes in his playoffs and he's playing the same way we've been seeing the last four games, well, the last, well, I mean, all the last 12 games he's played, it's his fault they're going to lose. You can't throw picks in the playoffs. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a struggling team. They're up and down. You get the Tom Brady 400 yards, or you get the Tom Brady getting sacked four times for 200 yards, right? They go out there, they play bad against Tampa, and they lose this game. Dak Prescott... It's on him. Dave, I do think Shady's making a point I hadn't yet he thought of. He always does. He's making a point I hadn't thought of. The AFC playoff picture, y'all do realize Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback at 27 years of age in the AFC playoff. Okay. You have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Tua Tungabailoa. Those are the day one yeah, started yeah. for those teams. So while Dak is in theory young – He's not actually young anymore in the NFL. And many younger quarterbacks have bypassed him. Do you not think there is a point where if the Cowboys lose again, Dak Prescott goes one and four in the playoffs as a starter for the Dallas Cowboys, eventually, even you, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Will McClay, Cowboys fans have to look up and say, you know what? There are a lot better quarterbacks that are younger than Dak and better than Dak, and we have a quarterback that's getting older and getting surpassed. More Don't you think that will bring forth some pressure? Yeah, and I mean, Good like question. I said, it's going to be a rough offseason. The reason that you, the reason I think the pressure is lessened is like that's all cool conversation, and it's fair. It's totally fair, especially for the price that Dak costs. But he's not getting cut this year. Like he will get he will get to run this back. He's not getting tra- like he's the quarterback of the Cowboys at least until this time next year. If I had to guess. Probably longer than that. And for that mm-hmm. matter, like this, I mean, this is my favorite stuff to talk about because this is team building. Because most of those guys that you just mentioned, where were they drafted? They were drafted at the top of the yeah, draft. Like first you're, you're talking yeah. about generational type of prospects, whether right. it's the top five guys. I mean, Lamar is the outlier there, and he was drafted at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys say whatever you want about them. Right. Very rarely are they terrible. Like, very, like this, the Cowboys feed off attention. They want to be in the limelight. They're not ever going to take a season off where they're not in the conversation to land a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert or any of those types of guys. So I think that's, it's an interesting dilemma of like, okay, if that's the type of quarterback that you want, then the bottom has to drop out on your team the way that we've never seen it happen to the Cowboys. But, and so I think that it creates an interesting juxtaposition. And I disagree because I think that the leash gets shorter. He goes there and plays bad every game next year. They're gonna they're gonna be looking at it like, okay, every little mistake is a bigger thing now. Every time, and then their last two franchise quarterbacks wasn't first round picks, second round picks. Yeah, they got incredibly lucky. Like how twice, they got lucky twice. Yes. So how what, many quarterbacks what, what, weren't drafted in the first round this, that went on this, to be great? This is the thing, though. With these GMs, they think they're so smart. We did it once. We can do it again. We did it twice. We can do it again. We can do it three times and do it again. And you can make some trades and get up there and get you a, a top pick. I guess the question, though, is, and Joy, I'm interested in your top thoughts on this, how much of it was luck versus how much of it was the organizational structure? Like, the Cowboys, like Dave says, will always be good. They might not necessarily be great, but is it hard to be that good when 
Remember, Tony Romo even had I just said, that come on, come on. He had DeMarco Murray. He had Travis Frederick. He had Tyron Smith. He had Jason Witten. He had Dez Bryant. He had Cole Beasley. How much? And he was better, too. How much luck is involved? Like, doesn't come there come a point where it's like, you know what? Maybe this is just the Cowboys mantra. I don't really know what I'm asking, but I'm saying something. No, like, you, you're asking, well, first of all, it, you're what, asking what, you're, like, what you're saying is they don't need a number one pick in order to move on. From yes. Canada, which is what Shady is saying. Yes. Because they have done this multiple times, they don't believe they need a, a number one pick. They don't believe they need to let the bottom fall, fall out. out to get a replacement. Yeah, the bottom fall out. Yeah. Which, which, which they won't. Okay. They have too much talent on the roster to be that bad Correct. anyway. They Correct. would at the very right. least be in the middle yes. in purgatory, which is the worst place to be. So, so they'll never be in that space anyway. So that's... I believe. Yes, that's what I'm getting what, at. What you're saying. That's what and, I'm getting but, at. But to, to that space, that's what puts pressure on Dak because they feel like they can do that because they have done it. I don't really like luck. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's luck involved and everything, but, like, yeah, it's also a lot of work. A lot of and, work. Like, research lot of and time and energy. A lot of talent. And all those things, yeah. too. And I'm then you, you need a little sprinkle of luck also. But there's a base for these things as well. Now, I don't love the idea of just going out there and finding somebody in the third round and thinking that they're going to be – or fourth round, fifth round, thinking they're going to be your franchise quarterback. Second, second round? I mean – It's been done. It has been done. It's – He's from, he's from they, New Orleans. They, they talk about this with the Packers all the time too, because the Packers have the same philosophy. I mean, we've had a, we've had a first ballot Hall of Famer for the last thirty mm-hmm. years. How we can we can do no wrong in these situations until so you do. And we talk about this with the Ravens and the Eagles. And sometimes it works, and sometimes you're the year the Cowboy the year the Cowboys drafted draft uh, Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones spent forty eight hours up until the day of the pick complaining, complaining. Uh, that he wished that he had traded up to get Paxton Lynch, the Memphis quarterback who went on to have a completely forgettable career for the Denver Broncos. But mm-hmm. somebody so, stepped in and kept him from doing that. Okay, right? Sure, sure, they go. did. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Good point, Joy. That is the mindset of the decision makers. <laughs> if, if you want to trust, and don't come at me about Tony Romo, because if you don't, if you're not even willing to spend a seventh-round pick on a guy, that's blind luck. I don't care. That's blind luck. You can't tell me how much you liked a guy that you wouldn't even draft. So, if, no, if, if you like your odds, seriously, let's think about guys drafted outside the top 40 who went on to, like, meaningful NFL careers in recent history. It's like Russell Wilson, uh, Dak. Dak Prescott, Tony Romo. So Same team. Back, back to back. That's the thing, if though. They back wanna, to back. If they want to try their luck with it again, but more I guess, power to Dave, them. Quick, I don't think it's a good idea. Real quick, don't you think that Will McClay, essentially the acting general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. a name that you all need to familiarize yourself with, don't you think he keeps the roster for the Cowboys offensively, talented enough, and the core of the roster, he builds it inside out. He starts with offensive linemen. Don't you think it is talented enough that a fourth-round pick at quarterback mm. could come in and do noise? Cooper Rush was 4-1. and one. Statistically, the Cowboys were not the same. I am not saying that. Dak was definitely better statistically. But don't you think Will McClay is good enough at his job to keep uh, the roster steady enough to a a fourth, fifth, sixth, third-round pick could come in and win? They always have. Not consistently, no. I mean, we we like Cooper Rush played great. You're right. I mean, they were mid-20s, late-20s on offense in everything. And then they got Dak back and immediately jumped back into the top five. What happened when they played – a playoff contender when Cooper Rush was there. The Bengals? They won. Oh, that's a good one. That, you got me there. My boy, there. You doing my, it's pressure on no. you today. <laughs> and on top of that, I'll, I'll, can't come, take it. I'll come back on the other side of that as well and just point out that this roster, I mean, it, this is the NFL, this applies for everybody. Like, this roster, you know, I, you love to recite the, name on the, 20, the names on the 2016 <laughs> roster. Like, Zach Martin is getting up there in age. Tyron Smith is on the last legs of his career. Demarcus Lawrence has been playing on this team for nine years. Like, they're, they're going to be talented. I mean, they have Micah. They have CD. Raymond, all these people, yep. I get it. But, like, all of that stuff cycles out. Like, we've talked about this off the air a million times. Like, look at the Cowboys' offensive talent right now and really tell me how it stacks up compared to some of the other contenders. I like it. I like, I like, I like right it's now. a I like phenomenal it. point. Well, look, Pete Carroll is talking about how he stacks up versus the 49ers. And you will not believe what he called the 49ers team. This level of praise from an un- opposing coach is unheralded, and I got issues with it. That's next on Speed. Come on, Pete Carroll. You better than that. You all right, Dave? Who's it out? My favorite game of this weekend, Seahawks versus the 49ers. It will be a matchup. But Pete Carroll, head coach, says it's a freaking juggernaut we're going into. 
So it's as hard as it could possibly get. Unfortunately, we're playing the Niners and they're loaded. Close quote. Referencing the Niners as a juggernaut and saying that unfortunately they have to play them. Yo, that don't make no sense to me, man. Like, I'm so appalled by Pete Carroll. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Mm. You are one of the best head coaches in football history. The reason I say football, not NFL or college, is because you were great as a college coach, Pete Carroll, and you're great as an NFL coach. So in the history of the game of football, you're one of the best coaches we've seen. And you're going to fix your lips to say, unfortunately, we're playing the Niners? Unfortunately, the Niners are playing you. That has to be the mentality. Now, y'all know where I'm riding with, but sometimes you got to tell a lie until you can believe it is true. Y'all got a DK Metcalf. The Seahawks got a Tyler Lockett. The Seahawks got a Kenneth Walker. The Seahawks got a Quandre Diggs. The Seahawks got a Woolen at cornerback. Unfortunately, you're playing the Niners. The Niners got to see you too. Like, Pete Carroll, how can you stand in that room of those 62-plus men, including coaches, and say, well, you know, unfortunately, we got to play the Niners? I, 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 Shady, I, I cannot fathom how my head coach dare say that it is unfortunate to play somebody. They got to see me. They got to see us. They got to see this squad. We don't, unfortunately, have to see them. We get to play them. Not we have to play them. Pete Carroll, you got to make that one make sense. You know what? Shady, please do. No, we should have sent him. The Georgia head coach. Yes, Kirby take. Smart. Right. Now, Georgia, the thing is, Pete Carroll let me know this, that his eyes work. <laughs> he know he about to play. He about to take every day. No, but I, I'll say this, though. The, the older coaches, right, the OGs, like him, uh, Andy Reid, he would do this. He would play this little game. What game is they, this? They always want their competitive edge on everything. So we'll have a team meeting early in the morning. Come in there, get the food, breakfast. And he would say, okay, guys, we got this such and such. It's probably a good team. He will always say, hey, on the media, love them up. See how good they are, how great they are, right? Don't, no bulletin board material. See how good they are, how great they are. Because when we beat them guys, we're going to beat them good. That was Andy Reid's thing. So in the media, even the team was bad. Oh, they're great. They're, they're just that. They're such a great team. They're, they're coached so well. So many athletes. He's playing that game. So now when they win the game, right, not going to work because I'm, I'm, I'm taking another team. But if they win the game, the narrative's going to be crazy. Pete Carroll, oh, they did it again. Uh, big underdogs against the 49ers. So that's what them coaches do. But this was, this was too much love for me, Joy. Like, it's one thing to say, hey, we're facing a good opponent. They got a great head coach, a young, talented quarterback, great receiving core, threats on offense, best defense in the league. That's one thing. But to say, unfortunately, we're playing the 49ers, could you sound more cowardly? And Pete Carroll is a dog. Like, Pete Carroll is one of the greatest. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're playing the Niners. Come on, Joy, please make this make sense. Please. I like it. Look, you know, I don't believe in humble. It's not my lifestyle. I don't believe in being humble. But I do think self-awareness is important. And like Shay said, Pete's eyes work. <laughs> they work. Let, let's be honest. When we saw that this was going to be the matchup, everyone said the same thing. That's unfortunate for the Seahawks. <laughs> now, listen, I'm sure Seahawks fans are excited about uh, this game. I'm sure they feel like they have a chance in this game. And I mean, they kind of do. Vegas disagrees immensely. Yeah, Vegas is like. Niners favored by nine and a half. That's a pretty big spread. That's a big spread for the playoffs. For a playoff yeah. game. Yeah. And I don't think, however this game goes with the Seahawks, and Seahawks fans should feel bad about it. They had a nice season. I thought they were Unexpected. Ranking. Right, right. I thought they would be picking number one overall, and they are in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So they yeah. have nothing to be ashamed about, but this is a better team. And they play in division. They played twice this year. They lost 27-7. to That's when Trey Lance got hurt and yep. Jimmy G came yeah. in. Way back in week two. And then they lost 21-13. You remember they scored with – Late, late, late in the game. fourth quarter yeah. and never got the ball back. Yep. So it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for the Niners. They're beating the Seahawks. So, but you can't think like that, though, Joy. You've been around the game so long. It's a matter of being honest with yourself. It's but, a matter of being honest with yourself. But, and here's the, here's the last part. Please. Here's the last thing I'll say. And, and, and then we'll get to Dave because I think Dave will appreciate this the most as a writer and reporter. Ooh. We always ask for authenticity. Be authentic. That's fair. Be real. Be I who do. you are. Don't do coach speak. And then when they do say, yeah, it's unfortunate we got to play them, we're out of it. We can't have it both ways. It's true. We, mad? we just keep saying the boring stuff. This is why they say boring stuff, because when they say stuff like this, then we get mad. Well, I'm not mad. I don't think you're really mad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it. Here's the thing. I've never met Pete Carroll. Never had a conversation with him. I know a rope-a-dope when I see one. I, like, he doesn't believe a word he just said. Or well, maybe, like, maybe 
I mean, he, he, he believes they're a good team. He believes they're a very, very good team. But that just I watched the video, too, to make sure I could pick up on the context <laughs> clues and everything. Like, that was just like, oh, shucks, we're just kind of happy to be here. Like, yep. that is BS. <laughs> like, he is in that meeting room probably right now. Well, it's kind of late in the day for the meeting room. But, like, <laughs> he is talking to his team like nobody's giving you all a chance. I even had to go up there and say this. This is BS. We just played these guys within eight, like a month ago. They lost by eight. Yeah. It was a home game, but they lost by eight. Like, the Niners did not blow them out by any stretch. It was a division game. This is the third time. Wacky stuff happens when division teams times. play three times. Yeah. There's no way he believes this. It's a, he is killing the Niners with kindness. His whole, the Seahawks' whole thing, going all the way back to Sherman and Earl and all those guys, always compete. That's oh, what they that's do. Thing. Yeah, that's a thing. There's no way Pete Carroll believes this. He's just trying to kill him with kindness. There's no doubt in my mind. And like, like even like guys like Belichick, he's the best at it. <sighs> you never seen Belichick. He say, would never say this. He would never say, "Unfortunately, well, we have to." Play well, he's not gonna say that much. Yeah, he don't talk that much. Yeah, but but he will say, "You." We could look up some crazy quotes. But never. He's not that effusive. He's had about quarterbacks that they can't complete a three yard pass. Belichick will be like, "Oh, he's a great young player." We played. With Nader Peterman. Nathan Peterman, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? That quarterback. And everybody knows he throws five, four, six picks and a half. That one. Okay? <laughs> we playing the Patriots. Guess what he said, Belichick. I mean, oh, man, I, you know, we scouted this kid at Pitt. You know, he was pretty good. Uh, he showed some stuff on tape that looks pretty Peterman's good. Peterman's a Pitt dude? Yeah, that's why I like him. Yeah, that's why I like that's him. That's not good for you. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> but my point is, I, I heard Belichick, and I read it like, yeah, I mean, Peterman, they got a shot. You know, he's a smart. Yeah, he's very smart, intelligent. He, he, he made some, some good throws last week. We're sitting there like, wait, what? Students gave us five picks. So coaches do that to try to make you, to give you the edge and make you feel co- okay, confident. Okay, okay I like this. Hear, hear me out here. Hear me out here at the desk. What Bill Belichick said we knew about Nathan Peterman was a blatant lie. We really looked this up last week. Nathan Peterman, for the Buffalo Bills, when he was Shady's teammate, literally threw, I believe, five picks in one half. So to go out there and say, like, four, four picks in a half, to say that Nathan Peterman is a great quarterback, you know that's a blatant lie. So we can disregard it as such. I don't think Belichick's a liar. But we so can he might have but we something can, seen. We can at least disregard it as such. <laughs> but the Niners actually are a juggernaut. It is actually unfortunate to have to play yeah. the Niners. So when you are telling a lie, Joy, that is too truthful, that's where I'm a little messed up. If he would have said this about the Giants, I'd be like, oh, okay, bet, bet, bet. I know he's lying. But there's a lot of truth there that makes me say, oh, maybe he is keeping it a buck and being honest. He is being honest. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're all so saying. So y'all differ. He, we, no, like, I we think you all can... know that the Niners are a better overall team. Come on, he know that. He can, be, he can not be looking forward to playing them while also thinking, like, I got something for y'all. Like, both of those things can be true. Dave, your favorite college coach of the last five years is who? Oh, gosh. Out on the Les Miles. Yeah, that, that was a while. Favorite of the last five years. Oh my, uh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, my Coach O? Coach I mean, is They're watching now, Dave. He's a, he's a fun character. Great. Yeah. What was his mantra? What would he always say? We coming. Yeah. And we ain't backing down. That's what I need. You got to do the gravelly. Ooh, I like that. Like, that's what I need. Yeah, goosebumps. Like, like, Joey, that's what I need. Like, we coming and we ain't backing down. Not, unfortunately, we got to play the night. <laughs> Pete Carroll, though. Pete Carroll's not doing that. If Pete Carroll got up there and was like, we call it. Is everything okay up there? Yeah. <laughs> he's being himself and he's not lying. I agree with them. It's This is a tactic. He's not lying. And nobody in that building believes they don't have a chance. They got this a shot. It's not a situation where they – and then, honestly, as much as I think San Francisco is going to win this game convincingly – they Seattle does have a chance. Yes, heck yeah. Not I a big one though. I no, they got a this shot. This is not. This is not. Buffalo Skylar first. Thompson. Yes, correct. Uh, right, like, this right. Is, this is a real team. You got a pro, pro, board, pro board quarterback. Yeah. I bet Pete's PR per you know, every coach has a PR handler, a guy. You know, they go to the press conference, they make sure everything's cool. I bet his PR person gave him a look when he got off, and he was like, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Like, that's, that's the type <laughs> yeah, of stuff right. we're talking about. Three times in a row is hard to beat somebody. It is. It is. If me and you fought three times, would I win three times? <laughs> You'll give me what time? <laughs> you at least give me one. <laughs> Wait, you're, not, you're not in playing shape anymore, 3-5. <laughs> Staying with head coaches, John McVay. 
He's heading off the sidelines, apparently. Sounds like his future with the Rams is up in limbo, but what he is doing on his alleged way out, it's crazy. Or is it brilliant? That's next on Speed. Pete Carroll. Head coach for the Rams, Sean McVay. Remember, he had confetti falling down on his head last year, but this year... The team missed the playoffs. We've never seen a Super Bowl team be this bad the next year. But now Sean McVay's future is in limbo. Reports say McVay said in a staff meeting that he does not know what he will do next year. And he is permitting, get this, he's permitting his coaching staff to search for other jobs without resistance. Y'all, this is baffling to me, and I cannot wait to hear each one of you all's opinions. This story is incredibly unique. I think that it is a bad look what Sean McVay is currently doing in Los Angeles. I get it. He won him a Super Bowl. Thank you for that. But he also threatened to leave last year, and as a result, they gave him a contract extension. Sean McVay, you're one of the greatest coaches of all time. You are paid to do a job. They are paying you to coach. But more than anything, relationships are remembered not by how you arrive, not by what you do, but more importantly, by how you leave. That's how relationships are remembered. Not by how you arrive, not even by what you do, but how did you exit? If you exit terribly, that's what we're going to talk about. Think about relationships that you all have had in your personal life. It's not about what endured. It's not even about how they showed up on the first date. How in the world did they leave your life if they left your life? Sean McVay, if you're going to leave the Rams, is this how you want to do it? Because what you are doing is hemorrhaging the franchise. Shady, what Sean McVay is saying Ooh. is, all right, coaches, Y'all go ahead and look for other opportunities. Right. His current OC went back to college. The Rams' current OC is the current offensive coordinator at the University of Kentucky for context. Okay. So if Sean McVay leaves, whoever they hire as a new coach, whenever they get to hire him, because mind you, they'll be last in the hiring process since Sean McVay is currently there. Whenever the Rams get to hiring a new coach, the cupboard is completely empty. Like, he's not starting with the foundational piece of, okay, I might retain this OC, I might retain the DC, might retain the player personnel director. He's coming and having to hire brand new everything. I get what Sean McVay Joy has done was phenomenal. He brought him a Super Bowl from being irrelevant. But it's not about how he showed up, and it's not even about so much of what he did. Are you really going to exit like this? That, to me, is why I don't think it's a great look. But change my mind, break it down for me think it's a bad look at all. Who are we to tell Sean McVay what to do with his young life? Mm, very Coaching young. Coaching is stressful. The most. It's a lot of hours, a lot of time away from your family. And when you're losing, it is not very rewarding, at even all. if you are being paid at a high level to do it. And hell yeah, they were going to give him a, a contract extension. I just want a Super Bowl. I ain't doing nothing until I nope. get a contract extension. <laughs> I don't know what you think this is. Right. Of course he's going to get a contract extension. And what would the Rams have to be mad about? They've been to two Super Bowls and won one in the time that he's been there. Talk to him. He's, he's still a very young person. It feels weird to us because this is a career. And so it's a step away from something that is so hard to attain, being a head coach in the NFL and being a head coach at a high level. It feels weird. But Sean McVay can do whatever the hell he wants. You won a Super Bowl in L.A., in your brand-new stadium? Right, right. With Matthew Stafford, who Sounds we didn't know if was, was even good in his first year with another team? I'll have to explain myself. To anyone, people's life circumstances change. He's married. Maybe he wants to start having a family and he wants to be around with them. Maybe he wants to get into TV. I don't know what he wants to do, but he doesn't owe the Rams anything. And uniquely, I think what he's doing with the coaching staff is actually smart. Who's to say the entire coaching staff is going to leave? They right, might not right, leave. Yeah. And giving them the option of looking uh -huh. for jobs now rather than waiting to see if they'll be retained by whoever comes in. Because as you know, anytime there is a coaching regime change, Guys want to bring in their people. So most of these coaches, if they stayed, would likely get fired. It's not, it's, it's not a, a standard thing to retain everyone when you right. come in anyway. So but, he's giving them the option of making that choice for themselves, which is something that never happens in the NFL. But, Joy, you speak of this a lot. I know the one thing you're very sensitive to as it pertains to coaches is how they treat their staff. When Sean McVay signs an extension, if you were on his staff, if you're the director of personnel, whatever you might be doing on that staff, you assume – that he's going to be there for another four or five years. So what you're doing is you're moving your, your, your kids, you're moving your family, you're relocating, you might move your parents, you might move your in-laws to L.A. 
Oops. because Sean McVay signed a deal saying he's going to be there. Right. So I don't know that I fully agree that Sean McVay doesn't owe anything to anyone. I do believe there are 20-plus coaches. I do believe there are players like Matthew Stafford who also signed an extension, Aaron Donald who also signed an extension. I do believe that within the confinements of those walls in that locker room that he actually does owe people something no, there. let me be very clear to all of you. Y'all don't owe me nothing. If you have an opportunity or something that you want to do with your life, you go ahead and do that. I'm not into, like, possessing people. I think it's weird. You're mine. I'm yours. We belong to each other. Uh, especially when it comes to business. There are no possessions. We don't know why Sean McVay's First of all, he hasn't left. Like, he might not even be leaving. He might just be saying, hey, I'm thinking about it. I haven't decided. I might stay. But in case you feel uncomfortable with with my current state of mind, please make decisions for your own career. But he doesn't owe anybody anything. You're so selfish. (laughs) Selfish guy here, man. First of all, he don't owe the Rams nothing. They should be worshiping Sean McVay. Twelve long seasons. No playoffs before he got there. He show up, right? Young guys show up. They all small. Made it look right? Short dude. Show up there with big bags. What do you do? <laughs> two, two Super Bowl appearances. Two, yep. And one championship. So, yes, come on. Since 2017, he's the second most winning coach behind who? Andy Reid. Get his man his respect. Listen, to be a, a player is so stressful, right? You talk about moving your family. You're trying to make the team. You get a contract. To, to play, like, it's such a, a, a mental game, right? You got, you got to lock in every day, hours of preparation, practicing. It's hard on your body. A coach is worse. I used to watch Andy Reid sleep at the facility. That, so that's a lot. So after he won that championship, he worked so hard, stress on his body, his family, all these type of things. He might need a break. They want to give it. He wanted a break. They didn't give him one. He gave him an extension, right? So my thing is I like a coach like this because he's respectful of the organization. Hey, listen. I might not be into it mentally. I need some time to think about it. In the meantime, all my coaches, they might get uh, um, um, job opportunities. Let them seek out uh, other teams. Other coaches might not do that. And I, a lot of coaches don't do that. And the last point I think with Sean McVay I love about him is if he, comes, if he decides to come back, right, because all coaches have that. They've been through this where they move their families out, they get fired. That's a coach's, like, Life. Thing, yeah, lifestyle. If you ever like meet a, a coach's son, he always talks about how he moves so much. I'm like, why he moves so much? Well, I'm a coach's child, so they know that game. Sean McVay's fine. He comes back, he'll have many job opportunities. I can't add anything to what they said because they illustrated it perfectly. But I take issue with the idea, especially in football. It is not how you leave it at all. Like right. maybe maybe that applies in life. We are on a show right now, respectfully, with Shady. Shady rides for Philly harder than anybody I know, and they traded him away at the peak of his career. Well, Chip Kelly. That's correct. That's correct. correct. The that's Eagles correct. organization did it. I'm sorry. Marlock says Chip but Kelly. Don't say There's don't tension say. between the, per- Look, the actors. The, cow- the Cowboys cut Demarcus Ware, who's one of the best players in their yeah, history. They cut him? Yeah. He rides for them. Eli Manning, the end of his career, he gets benched unceremoniously. He retires. The Giants aren't really relevant. Yeah. Do Giants fans think about that, or do they think about the two chips? Yeah. Like, for everything that happened, Good like. Point. You know, you're going to take some time, and maybe you, maybe Rams fans or maybe the Rams will be annoyed that Sean McVay is doing this, but the banner will be there 20 years but, from now. Okay, let me Mike McCarthy's got a damn street named let after me him. A street? He got a street. Me. Better be a big one. <laughs> let me push back. Because the star quarterback who we've talked most about this season is Russell Wilson. And we know as it stands right now, there's a lot of tension in, C- in Seattle between Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Earl Thomas, we know how he left the Seattle Seahawks. Earl Thomas is the greatest safety that the Seattle Seahawks have ever seen. We know how he left on a cart flipping the bird. So I do think, Dave, like you did give me some great examples, which I will check off and I will co-sign. But conversely, I do think if you leave bad, then there is a, a, a bitter taste in the, in, in the mouth in the, of the fans. Or there's a bitter taste in the appetite. What's, what's- bad about this like breakups happen they don't always have to be hostile and you're hurt for a little while but like you can have real conversations this is not working for me let right me ask now. okay joy we you know this good moments together you know this better than most um lebron james because you were there when he went to the miami heat what so many people say about lebron james is when he leaves and i even think you brought this up and illuminated my mind about it when he leaves he hemorrhages the place he leaves like when he left cleveland Hemorrhage. Then y'all saw how the owner of Cleveland left. When he left Miami, hemorrhage. The Lakers are like, if LeBron leaves, he will leave them in shambles. If Sean McVay does leave, he's leaving the Rams from a coaching perspective, from when you're looking at the bones of the organization, he would be leaving them in disarray. Everybody hasn't left. 
they would likely get fired if he does leave and a new coach comes in because they want their own guys. It's not yeah. standard to retain an entire right, right, right. Yeah. Mostly everyone probably would get fired. Maybe they keep the equipment manager or, you know, the, yeah. the team physicians or something, but they usually get rid of the whole coaching staff. So that's not that's not a he's giving them the courtesy of deciding not to be fired because they probably would get fired. But that's just that's just not standard. And also to the LeBron point, Miami Heat fans love you, LeBron. Thank you for the championships, the four straight finals. We was all a little upset when he left, and now no one cares. You think anyone in Cleveland, Mohan, you care that uh, LeBron left? Nope. He doesn't nope. care. He doesn't care. They cared the first time, but time heals all wounds, and you forget. You 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 reminisce. People do this with exes all the time. But, you start to think about all the good. Remember that good time, man. But, that was uh, we fun. had some fun. Like that but don't we have some fun? Think about don't how it you, ended. Don't you forget? Depending upon how well you bounce back, Miami was in the final since LeBron has left. Yeah. Cleveland now is ball. I mean, they still got players though. Ramsey ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Stafford, yeah, the Aaron Donald. Players will still be there. Also, this isn't that unprecedented. We're going to bring up a name, and I don't know. Again, I don't know what Sean McVay is planning on doing. Obviously, TV has been thrown out there. John Madden. Ooh. John Madden. John Madden won a championship, we left have... coaching, oh, and then gave yeah. us oh, yeah. 30 plus years of okay, broadcasting okay. and transformed the business. We don't bang, have, bang. We don't have, we don't have to go that far back. Sean Payton as well. Going pretty well for him on a variety of fronts right now. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you, like, right, and sometimes you just need a break. And if you're as good as, as a Sean Payton or a Sean McVay, you're go- John Gruden did this. Yep. You're going to get another opportunity. Hopefully, it doesn't turn out like John. Well, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> John Madden is the John Madden is the greatest. Yeah, that we'll go with that, John. Yes. We'll go with that, John. Coming up, Tom Brady has dominated the Cowboys seven and zero in his career. But will it be different Monday night, Cowboys? But this is a matchup we've all been waiting for. That's next on Speed. That's seven and nothing. When you get interesting tweets, we have to bring them to you because this one is fascinating. Checking in on our social life, when asked what he would say to fans who believe that Lamar Jackson's absence is contract-related, head coach John Harbaugh said he has nothing to say because he's focused on playing the Bengals. Sometimes saying nothing Mm. says more than you could ever say with words. Dave Mm. Hellman, you have been the reporter. What does this say to you? Reporter. If you have a chance to shut something down and you don't do it, what am I supposed to do with that? It kind of reminds me, you know, we did a segment yesterday about um, Ryan Poles and Justin yep. Fields and the Bears. The Bears had a chance to say, right, right. shut up. Justin Fields is our <laughs> guy. We don't care about any other quarterbacks. And they didn't do that. Now, there might be reasons for that that they don't want to divulge publicly. But when you have a chance to kill a storyline, I mean, you can get up in front of a microphone and say, that's preposterous. Lamar is getting treatment right now. He's working his ass off to be on that field. This is a dumb storyline. If you have a chance to say that and you don't say it, even if we might be wrong to speculate, but if you have a chance to shut it down and you don't, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to feel? Dave, you're right. He's right. Finally. Clip Finally. Clip this out, please. <laughs> right. This out He's right, though. Like, like, I look at all the best coaches. They would say that. Is Patrick Mahomes? No. Patrick Mahomes is getting treatment right now. He's working his tail off to get back for his teammates. He wants to play in this game, et cetera, et cetera. Not saying I'm not worried about that. I'm, worried, I'm focused on the Bengals. Yeesh. And he was so already bad. been talking about this might be the reason why. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm not mad at Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Yeah. I love putting the team first, but, 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 but when it's about my money and my cash and my family, I got to go first. Y'all didn't want to take care of me when I was being a nice guy. You want me to come to OTAs? I, I'll, I'll do that for the team. Right, right. You want me at uh, minicamp? I'll be there for the team. I'll work with my teammates. Now I can't get my contract? You don't want to start me off with negotiations with the Sean Watson type numbers or something close to that? You want to start me with Kyler Murray numbers? Nah, okay, bet. Oh, I got hurt. I'm actually hurt. It, it shows I'm hurt. The doctors said that. And you see it. I can't walk. I can't run. Yeah, bet. So now I'm not playing. And I won't practice. He didn't even step on the field yet. Yeah. Pay the man or that's what you go through. You got to listen for a contract. You got to fight and claw for it. I've been there. This is fascinating, Joy, for this reason. Lamar Jackson has a PCL injury. Dalton Schultz had a PCL injury. Cowboys tight end. He missed two games, if I am not mistaken. Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys running back, had a PCL injury last year. He missed no games. New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson had a PCL injury last year. He missed four games. Lamar Jackson is going on missing his sixth game. So either... Lamar Jackson heals slower than 
all of those players, though he is more athletic than all of them, <laughs> either Lamar Jackson and the doctors grossly misdiagnosed how bad this injury was going to be. Because remember, they said it was a one to two week type of thing. And now we are on week six or this is about the money. Those are truly the only three options. The diagnosis was grossly inaccurate, which doesn't happen that often by NFL medical professionals. But it can. But it can. Okay. Lamar Jackson heals slower than Zach Wilson, Dalton Schultz, and Ezekiel Elliott, or it's about the money. <laughs> and if it ain't about the money. It's a good song. Yeah. Uh, Joy, you saw the quote. What do you make of it quickly? Jaron Harbaugh saying, look, I'm focused on the Bengals and not killing it. I mean, initially, I would say this is a little bit of coach speak. Like, all right, what, what's the value of getting into this conversation when we have a playoff game this weekend? I'm kind of with Dave. It's not – if it, that's not what it is, it's very easy to say. That's absolutely not the case. I mean, that's all you got to do. That's, you don't even have to elaborate. You don't have to put all the whole extras and right. working his tail off. And that's what Posh is like, that's not the case. That's not the case. Don't ask about it again. We're focused on this weekend. Sure. That, will, that will fly. I, mean, I sure. think people would still feel some type of way about that, but it's better but than what we got. But that's an answer. It's right? better than what we got. That is an answer. It's better that's than what not we the got. case. Yeah. doesn't need to be expounded upon. Sure. Like, we don't have to put a bunch of flowers and extras yeah. on an answer. Yeah. And I'm with you, 2-5, though. I don't think Lamar Jackson, whether he's healthy or hurt, Lamar Jackson shouldn't play. Like, I'm with you wholeheartedly, even if Lamar Jackson is healthy right now. And I do believe, just based upon PCL injuries and the diagnosis of the Ravens and Lamar Jackson being an absolute freakazoid, ten times more athletic than I could ever dream of being, even if he is healthy, he shouldn't play right now. Because what do you have to gain versus what do you have to lose? And my thing with Lamar is, like, he didn't try to do this. He didn't try to get hurt. He actually did the right thing. No, no player of the magnitude of Lamar Jackson would even go to camp without a new contract. But he decided to do that. You said, you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to be a true leader to, to not only this, my teammates, the franchise, but to the community, to the city. And y'all still don't want to make it right. Guy like Patrick Mahomes, right? Two MVPs. Now, one has a championship, right? But, you know, the other one is really, really good. He didn't have to do that. Josh Allen didn't have to do that. We're going to make it right. This is the contract. We, we're going to put this money aside, and we're going to negotiate it because we know you deserve it. Why my boy have to go through all this? Now, I got, now I'm hurt. I didn't try to get hurt. Now I'm hurt. Now I'm hurt. I'm going to take my time and get healthy because y'all didn't want to pay me when I was healthy. So now that I'm hurt, I need to get my money. I don't, I don't think he's healthy, though. Like, what is there to gain? What's there to gain is you could win playoff games and potentially get to a Super Bowl. He's probably a little more healthier than, than not playing at all. Gain. You're in the playoffs. Like, if you're playing to get into the playoffs and they're asking why you're back and it's still a regular season and there's a chance you won't go and all that, that's different. You're in the playoffs. You're in the dance. Right. Like, you – you have a if you played a winnable game like that's you don't take you say it all the time don't take make it to the playoffs for granted you don't go you don't get there no, every year but you, you, but you, you also opportunities you, every year of your but, life but you can't take that knee for granted either but which that's is what I think I'm Lamar saying. is I don't think he is 100% healthy oh of course if he I'm thinking 100% healthy I believe he would be playing despite the contract situation yeah. Yeah. there are things at stake even for Lamar and Lamar's future and Lamar's legacy but if you are you're on the fence about it right. yeah of course but I mean like healthy enough to even like to practice. practice six weeks yeah not on the walk through you can't you came in and do this you my, can't do this. Look, my close sources told me that he's not even going on the field. So Harbaugh's like, all right, look, you hurt. You that hurt? You can't even go on the field? So I think that's more like, yeah, y'all didn't take care of me when I was healthy, trying to do the right thing. So now I'm hurt, and I didn't try to get hurt. I'm actually physically it hurt. Is, it's so fascinating. I cannot wait to watch <laughs> this storyline unfold. But from John Harbaugh to Jim Harbaugh, would Harbaugh leave Michigan for the Denver Broncos? Russell Wilson had some very nice things to say about the head coach. Next on Look, Speak. That's right. Rush on anybody. <laughs> Former NFL head coach and current Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. He's potentially returning to the NFL. The Denver Broncos, they are in consideration to be the team he goes to. Russell Wilson was asked about Harbaugh recently. Russ, speak up, man. Jim Harbaugh, obviously, I, I played I played against um, early in my career um, when I was in Seattle. And uh, he was with the 49ers. So, I don't know him personally as much as well, but um, I know he obviously he's a great coach. He's done a lot of winning. Shady, what you make of that, man? First of all, the Blazers mean on fire. But, yeah, I like the move, right? They need some help on defense. Harbaugh, he's known for his defense. Let's ride. For as much as – like, for as good as the Seahawks were in that time period, the Niners were – everybody's good. Three straight of NFC titles. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Russ knows better than most how good Harbaugh was. I think Harbaugh is leaving for the NFL. I think so, too. I, I think it's the right time. And this would be a great situation for him to go to. 
Can we see the blazer again? Blazer is mean. Like, can we see the right possible? Anyone with Kaepernick. Ooh. Yeah, that is tough. That blazer Ooh. is. It kind of looks like the dress I had on on uh, Monday. Yeah, a little bit. I don't remember. I see it. I do. You think he sprayed the, the curly stuff on his hair? Yeah, for sure. Activation okay. sucks. <laughs> Jerry curl, S curl, something. Anyway, that's S-curl. it for us. S curl. We'll see you all tomorrow. Curl.